listen, I know you thought our date was fun, but I don't really think that you're the one. <laughs> Not the one? What the hell do you mean? I bought your ass chicken wings and you seem real keen. What? Keen on you? <laughs> nah, boo, but I'll take your friend and I'll take his friend too. You're being real rude. And you're a bummer. Go to hell. You go to hell and delete my number. And we are back with another episode. Apologize for we're us being late but we're back with another episode delete my number jackie how you feeling you were just in vegas spill the tea i was that's why we didn't do our regular day recording so yeah like he said sorry about that but i want to say i was out getting absolutely plastered in vegas spending all my money on hookers and casino and whatever but i didn't really do do anything that <laughs> vegasy for for once in my life you know when you go there even when you're not a big partier anymore, you still feel like, okay, I'm in Vegas. So I got a party, right? Like that's right. just the mentality. Right. Well, I went with two of my friends who don't really like care about partying, which kind of like made me feel like, all right, cool. We'll do some other kind of stuff. So we actually did a lot of naturey stuff. We did like a nine mile hike one day, which is like the most I've ever hiked in my life, I think. And then we did a train ride. Um, and I only gambled like less than 60 bucks and yeah it was just we, we didn't do a lot of we, uh, we were in bed we were in our pjs like before midnight every night oh too God. who goes <laughs> who goes who goes to vegas to enjoy the great outdoors and to do sightseeing vegas I is where you know. vegas is where you're supposed to be in a room where people are like chain smoking cigarettes and 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 you're supposed <laughs> to just see prostitutes just continue to try to sell themselves <laughs> to you like the prostitutes are like persistent saleswomen out there did you get any of that there they're not as many of them as there used to be because of the pandemic they probably think they don't have as much of a chance now because maybe the guy that would have hooked up with them maybe they're afraid of covid or something so <laughs> or maybe they're not allowed to now because it's like close contact so the only people that you see now walking down the streets other than just like the ratchet like uh, just a tourist are um are those girls that wear like the big peacock feathers and like they just want tips to take photos oh. you know those girls like in yeah, costume that's... or like they wear like an fbi costume with their butt cheeks out and they're like just ass clapping on you for like two dollars that's really like who yeah. you see out, outside of vegas now I mean, every job is a level of prostitution. It goes, you know, it's, you know, at the bottom is uh, what's the least like a working at a nonprofit. That's like the lowest level of prostitution. <laughs> and then the highest level of prostitution is when you're a prostitute and there's everything in between. <laughs> My job is pretty much in the middle, I'd say. I'd say closer to prostitute than nonprofit with my job because <laughs> I have to. Um, and then, uh, but yeah, and. I have a question. This doesn't have anything to do with Vegas, but when someone texts you and they say, babe, and it's just your friend, does that person want to date you? Because someone just texted me and said, babe, um, she's my coworker and she's a lesbian and she's in a committed relationship and she would never date me, but she just called me babe. <laughs> so now my heart's racing and I need, I need you just your, answered your own question. She's a lesbian. Who's in a committed relationship. You literally don't even need to ask me. Yeah. What, I mean, I guess it, it would be weird if like, if, if I, if I texted you, babe, do you want to start the podcast? That would be weird. And you'd be like alarmed probably like, why are you saying True. that to me? But I think if it's, Clearly, she's not interested. I think that is her way of saying, like, if you were to say, hey, dude, that's just like her, her oh. dude, maybe, or 
Um, it's just she's I just have never some people you expect it. So, some people call you babe and it's like, OK, that's just what they that's just a colloquialism that they say. But this is the first time this person called me babe. Um, so like I, I kind of want to get her a Valentine's Day present. A late Valentine's Day or you mean next year? <laughs> um, there's it's never too late for a Valentine's Day present. I think a Valentine I think. All Valentine's Day is is just getting something special for someone that you love, and I want to get something. You love special. her now. <laughs> I'm into getting called babe. Okay, when you're a single person, like very aggressively single, which is what my life has become. <laughs> I deleted all my dating apps, and I'm sober, so I don't have like the balls and the liquid courage to text a girl to try to meet up. I don't have that right now, so I'm like so sadly sober it's really if you just if, if you filmed my life 24 7 someone would probably want to kill themselves because it's the saddest thing they've ever seen in their lives um but so when someone texts me babe i'm like it's 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 basically the most action i've gotten in a while I would so. I would equivalent it equivalent's not a word. Equivalate. I, I would equate equivalent. <laughs> I said that before and then I realized it wasn't a word and I thought I was smart but I'm not that smart. Um I would equate that to um one of my like gay guy friends saying, "Hey ba babe, to me, oh. I that would be so like platonic mm. that I wouldn't even question it, but is it possible that she's bi?" And has she ever given you any signal that she would want to add a man to the relationship or <laughs> has she not no, given you that signal before? I have, I have zero chance because trust me, even if she did want to add a man to the relationship, I'm not it. She's, <laughs> she's like, um, she's, she's top notch, you know, every got everything going for her, but Aww. it's just, it's just funny. Yeah. Here I go again, de self-deprecating and I know, Oh, Ethan, talk about yourself in a better light. Oh, shut up. I'm, I, I I'm going <laughs> to shit on myself. This is so, what you do, man. It's okay. This it, is your, this is your thing. <laughs> it is. But isn't it funny that, um, straight men, it's like, and, and like gay guys try to turn straight men gay. They see a straight man who's clearly straight, clearly hetero, but they'll, but, but they'll still go for it. They still think they have a shot and straight guys do the same thing with lesbian women. They like, they mm. all think that they're going to be the guy to turn a lesbian straight. And it, um, it's, I think people just love what they can't have. And that's why, like, so as a straight man, I want to know. Sorry, I just, I, I, I want to know from your perspective. Like, maybe you don't think this anymore. Maybe you used to, but whatever the case, do you ever think like, oh, they just didn't find the right man yet, and so <laughs> that's why? Because that's what a lot of straight guys think, um, and I will say that, um, that's a, that's like a big, that's a big thing. And if you ever thought that or whatever, you can admit it because I know that you've, you know, evolved as a human into something now yeah. <laughs> but I just want to know is that what you used to think like when you were younger um I just didn't have like, that oh, much poor girl hasn't got got didn't get the right d like you know, is that what you <laughs> I, I, I never just I never was one of those guys who just had that much confidence um it was always like it was, it was with me it was like girls would turn lesbians after they dated me and I'd be like oh <laughs> she uh I, I I made her just swear off all dudes you know so um 
<laughs> but I, but 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 I did have like guy friends that would always like that would always say stuff like, yeah, she's just a lesbian because she hasn't met me, bro. I mean, obviously, like give her mm-hmm. one night, give her one night with me and she will never eat out another vagina again because she'll just be sucking this dick 24-7. You know, so crazy. So- Do you know how ro- it's crazy how wrong they are? Like it is actually <laughs> if you really think about it, like that girl and any girl that you dated that that uh, started dating a girl after you just so you know that has nothing to do with you you weren't you weren't that bad that she decided that she no longer wants to meet another man I promise so you can you can sleep easily tonight knowing that it wasn't you at all it wasn't you she just probably just didn't come out at that point and she kept thinking like man when it when is the right time and then it just happened to be after dating you that's not to say anything (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it's uh it's it's interesting um seeing women and men but mainly women like um how they evolve in their journey to becoming a lesbian and all the steps that they have to and all like the the red flags and the warning signals or whatever because um you know you talking to some lesbians they say like dude i was like for like the last five guys i had sex with i was laying there hating it but knowing that if i told my parents that I was a lesbian, that they would disown me. So I had to like force myself to try to enjoy having a penis inside of me, even though it felt so weird and wrong. And I'm like, could you, that, that just sounds terrible. Like having sex is supposed to be fun. And you're over there just dreading, uh, just not enjoying a penis inside of you. You know, I mean, every girl who's ever had sex with me didn't enjoy the penis inside of them, but that's a difference. <laughs> no, that's a joke. They and they, they happen to accidentally go for lesbians every time. And then the, the, you don't even know it. And then oh. they are, and they're like, man, I don't like this. I don't like, what is this thing here? Um, but <laughs> you know, it's, it <laughs> who are we to even figure it out? Cause we're both straight. So we need to we need to get a, a lesbian or a gay guy on this or or in between by whatever whatever they we are um, on the show so that we can get the scoop of let's do uh, that what they go through and I actually know the perfect person our friend Megan who has her own podcast nice. um, oh yes yeah and she has a sex podcast and she's like soup she's it she's into the you know she she edits for a, a porn company as her, oh, wow. her nine to five. Um, or her part-time and so she she's like heavy into that world of sex workers and I think it would be really interesting to actually talk to her about that life that lifestyle I I mean can we get her on the phone right now you're teasing I mean she edits porn for a living (laughs) yeah yeah that's she she'll definitely talk about that she actually has to sit there and log the porn like okay this is classified as anal let me put it in this category okay (laughs) this one is this and she that's like what she does for one of her jobs. Her other job is normal. She does traffic rep- not normal. But, <laughs> Shut um, the fuck up. She does traffic reporting and porn on the radio. Yeah, traffic reporting and porn. They go hand in hand, I'm telling you. Oh uh, my <laughs> God. Um, I will I will talk to I, I can't get her on the phone because I'm using my phone to record, but what I'll yeah. do is I'll talk to her. We'll schedule a time and we will get her on the show. I also have another friend who's a suicide girl who also wants to be on the show. So we got a lot of interesting potential upcoming guests yeah. who are um, going to be, I think, have interesting and exciting stories about yeah. their life. You know, what, Jackie, I think it's I think our relationship, I think we're ready to have a third. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I can allow that just just for a little while. See what we, happens. We are going to have a third coming up on delete my number. Anything else? Um, 
Yeah, as far as uh, what else has been happening in the world. Okay, something I wanted to talk about is this Chris D'Elia. Are you woke on what's going on with Chris D'Elia? Yeah, yeah, the comedian. I know that like a while back he was basically charged or not charged with or like accused of um, talking to minors um, and doing like strange sexual things with minors or something like that, right? And then yeah. I saw that he just came out with a video recently, like a couple weeks ago, apologizing for admitting it, A, admitting it, and then apologizing for being such a douche and saying that he's working <laughs> on himself um, and I watched the whole apology and I actually like it felt genuine. I, I can usually tell if people are just saying sorry to say sorry and get people mm -hmm. off their backs. But his video, he actually seemed like he was truly like, you know, wanting to make himself a better person. So, right. yeah, that's what I know. Do you know? Do you know more about it? Well, you know, he was gone for eight months. It was weird because Chris D'Elia was one of the most active prolific social media guys in the world i mean talk about a guy who posted every single day it felt like every week there was a new viral chris delia clip whether he's pretending to be eminem in his car whether he's doing characters on snapchat whether he's popping up on podcasts and going viral i mean the internet without Chris D'Elia, it felt like something was missing i'm not gonna lie um and then and then like the first video he drops is him not being good. I've never seen a video in my entire life where Chris D'Elia wasn't being goofy. Like, that's his thing. He's a goofball. And for eight, it was just so weird to see someone for eight, for 10 minutes, like, be be that serious. It was it was almost, like, frightening to me. But, I mean, he needed to do it. Um, but there is more to that story, which is crazy, because, like, so he does the apology, and he doesn't admit to being a pedophile he doesn't admit to having really any relations with underage girls he you know he wanted to be clear about um the fact that all of his relationships were consensual and legal mm -hmm, that's what yeah. he said then people on twitter started to kind of drag him which twitter does i mean you can't say or do anything without having a nah. whole counterculture a whole group of people on twitter just hating because i think it's some people's job just to be haters on twitter it's literally what they, they if must you, get paid for that they must get because why else would you spend so much time doing it bringing right? people down that's i want to like go that yeah. would be an interesting documentary like like taking trolls on the internet like people who are constantly like responding to tweets talk yeah. like just talking shit and just just examining their lives and and how sad they are but oh, anyways they'd be, you think wait ethan you think your life is sad remember earlier you said your life yeah. is so sad as a single person it is yeah. nowhere near as sad as these trolls i promise you you have a oh, way more man. interesting and exciting life than they do <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like everybody says they live in their mom's basement. I think a lot of these people live in their cars um, and they or yeah. what, what if it's just homeless people on meth just on the streets? Like, what are you doing? Oh, I got to talk With shit about. Chris <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, With Wi-Fi on the street. Go yeah, on. <laughs> I mean, everyone. But so what? So with the Chris D'Elia thing, then what happens is he gets kind of dragged on Twitter. But this story just broke a few hours ago and it's the headline is Chris D'Elia faces child porn lawsuit from woman um, who said that he solicited nudes from her when she was 17 years old. So now oh, there's no. another. So, so it's weird because he does this video three, four days ago where he's like, I am a sex addict. I am trying to get better. And people were like, okay, well shout out to him for apologizing. 
And then he starts posting photos of his baby on Instagram, where it's like, if you're posting photos of your baby, you're trying to gain back some sympathy points. I, I see what he was doing. He's, yeah. he's like, yeah. he wants people to, he wants to remind people that he's got a family and now he's a family man and he's growing and he did that. So like the trajectory, so two days ago, his trajectory was he's on the right path. He's on the path towards recovery. Now this mm-hmm. story drops that he's uh, facing a child porn lawsuit. I mean, the guy can't catch a break. It's, it's, he's not, it's, there's, you can't really come back from a child porn lawsuit. Even if he wins the case, just a headline, like your face and then a headline that says child porn lawsuit. It's, it's just tough to come back from that, you know? How do you feel about the headline saying something like uh, child pornography when the girl was 17? Yes, still Ill- illegal, right? Illegal. I, right. I think it's right. It's illegal um, by law. But is that a ch- is that considered child pornography or did or did he do that? Plus, or did he did he solicit nude photos from a 17 year old and then also do or like look at child pornography of like kids? Because I think of kids, which is even worse, which is even more horrible. I mean, okay, so this this is what Delia is accused of soliciting. Oh, my God. Delia is accused of soliciting more than 100 sexually explicit photos and videos from a woman identified as Jane Doe. Half of the photos and videos were allegedly taken when Doe was 17 years old. The suit alleges. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's 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 illegal. Totally. Um, should he be punished for it? Yeah. Is it child porn? I mean, what Jared from Subway was doing was child pornography. Right. That's why I ask, like, what's your opinion on it? Because, like, it's considered that by law. But then I look at it and think, okay, no, he shouldn't have done that. And, you know, he he can get whatever, like, uh, punishment for that that particular issue. Um, but, you know, at 17, like, it, it, yeah, it's against law. But at 17, you, you kind of have a brain, right? Whereas yeah. like, if you're a, a five-year-old and someone comes and does something horrible to you, you have literally no say. So I just don't personally see it on the exact same um, playing field as child pornography, but who am I to like, you know, say that? Um, but what, what he did was, is he, it's gross. I mean, yeah, he, he shouldn't be messing around with, with anybody that's that much younger than him. Like that's, I that's, mean, yeah, he was 30, oh, he, he was 30 like, and all of these girls. And it's so funny because his, his comedy was totally tailored to like young women. It was like young women comedy. Dudes yeah, didn't really think he was funny at first. It was just, the, it was like, and, and he ran like a cult almost because every girl in LA was like, oh, I'm going to every girl in LA under the age of like 24 was like, oh, I'm going to see Chris D'Elia. Oh my God, Chris D'Elia. I messaged him. Like, and he, like he, he had them he all under his, everybody. oh, that's yeah. what he said in the video is he would respond yeah. to every single girl who messaged him after he would do a show. I mean, Jesus Christ, the things you I do. I think that there's, um, that he might have met. I have to check my Twitter or Instagram because I met him like long, long, long time ago at, at, a, at the radio station I used to work for. So it wasn't like I went to a show or anything like that. He right. came to do an interview. Mm-hmm. And I have this memory now that I think about it of um, like maybe posting her picture and tagging him or something and then him DMing me. But I, I'm not 100% sure. So I feel like I need to to go back and, and look. You know what? I'm going to stop my video on my phone so that I could use my phone to look because I do want to check if he DM'd me yeah, at yeah. any point because I'm I've, so curious now. Um, 
I mean, yeah, and you know, what, while I'm checking, what else is crazy is have you seen that show you? On yeah, I, I'm literally watching it right now. I'm on episode three, so don't spoil it. But yeah, I know he played a, a pedophile. Yeah, in I the won't show say anything, you. but like, yeah, how crazy is that, though? Because that hap- that all happened before this all this came out. I know. So it's like they cast him. It's like they cast him knowing that like it was he would be a good um, actor to play that role or something. Totally. Um, and sex addiction is a weird thing because um, people act like sex addicts are like struggling. I don't think it's a, it's a true. I really don't know if it's a true addiction. I think it's just someone kind of getting carried away and uh, prioritizing the wrong things. Maybe it's, I mean, a sex, a sex addict, like, is, are, you, are you really going to put Chris D'Elia in the same category as someone who's trying to get clean off heroin just because he I mean, look, my, my argument is most dudes, if they most dudes who were able to have sex with as many women as Chris D'Elia, they would all be, quote unquote, sex addicts. You know, I think a lot right. of dudes. It's, it's hard to pinpoint what that actually means and but, what like I'm sure like know. a therapist or can can say like okay maybe if you masturbate 64 times a day <laughs> to, to porn like you know there's probably some sort of like threshold where you can be you can be qualified as one when it's so overboard but i don't think just like hooking up with girls here and there after a show i don't think that would maybe be considered a sex yeah, addict but i mean you I don't know, really maybe, know um anyways i just yeah yeah, yeah oh, you, ahead, you checked your uh you checked your dms yeah, it's weird. I check my DMs and I don't see anything, but like on but on Twitter, I know we used to follow each other like way back in the day. I don't anymore and he and he doesn't, I guess. So now I'm wondering like, can you if you send messages and then you unfollow someone, can those messages be deleted? Like I don't really know how that works, but I have oh, this vivid memory or blurry DMing memory. You. Sorry, it's not vivid of him. Yeah, but it wasn't any I don't think it was anything um raunchy. I think it was think very much like just nice and that's, that's it. That's so funny because I've made the argument if you live in if you've lived in L.A. for a year, your rite of passage is Chris D'Elia being in your DMs. I mean, it was just the thing before he got caught. Everybody, everybody knew what was weird about it is how young the girls were that he went after. Like if he was going after women in their mid 20s. But then you got to ask yourself maybe the reason he was going after women so young is because they were vulnerable and they're more like women in their mid late twenties. Aren't like, Oh my God, Crystalia, I need to sleep with Crystalia. I need to sleep with Crystalia. But like 18, 19 year old girls like really think that it's cool to have sex with Mm -hmm. famous people. They really think that's that's, that's them like living their best life. I, I remember when I was, uh, I'm not, I was like 26 and I was hooking up with a 19 year old. That was kind of weird. I was 27 actually hooking up with a 19 year old. That was kind of a high, high age gap. At least um, it was legal. So yeah, it, it was, it was legal, but um, I was talking to her and she was like, Oh my God, my goal, my goal is to have sex with young pinch. I was at a party with young pinch and I saw him and he like looked at me and I was like, I'm having sex with him tonight. And I didn't get to have sex with him, but like, I guarantee you I'm manifesting. Like she's talking about this. Like she's trying to like build a, (laughs) like get a company off the ground or like build a brand. Like just her, like her loftiest goal in her life was just to have sex with young pinch. And, and it's, 
it's kind of like what you do and you're just you're immature at that age you know those are the things that are cool fuck famous people so i think chris delia just like he saw that and he he kind of he was he was definitely a predator you know whether or not these girls were legal the dude was was a predator um because 19 year old 18 19 year old girls are like it's it's still like a 32 year old having sex with an 18 year old is that what do you think about that because i think that's a little predatory I mean, um, not a l- <sighs> yeah it is it's it's legal so like you go it's like go for it no one can tell you can tell you anything because apparently eight, at 18 you can enlist in the war and you can smoke cigarettes True. and you can do all this crazy stuff but you can't drink you still it, no alcohol but you can go have sex with chris delina um so it's a bit weird <laughs> yeah. like that 18 was just like set as the age it's kind of an arbitrary number in my opinion right. you can you can vote and and pick who who's gonna run the country but you can't have a shot of alcohol but you can go sleep with it yeah so how i feel about it is like yeah it's legal but i i think that um if a if somebody's that much older girl or guy and they want somebody who's still a teenager even if it's legal that just shows that they're not the the older person is either not mature enough and needs somebody like way on on another level from them or they just enjoy that sort of like you said that vulnerability where they're just down because they're young and, and they don't really know life yet so totally i don't think it's Right. I think there's probably some exceptions on this planet where like it's maybe okay and it's true love and it works out, but it's remember, do you remember Courtney Stodden? Do you know who that is? Um, no, she sounds like a hot blonde girl. I could just picture a Courtney she, Stodden. She, being... She's a hot blonde girl. I mean, I knew it. How the fuck did I know? Uh, well, she, she was a hot blonde girl. She's gotten so much plastic surgery that she's looks a bit, um, funky now if you know what I mean like that plastic surgery look but uh she was how old was she I think she was like 16 Mm -hmm. Uh, let me get my facts straight before I talk but she married a guy named Doug Hutchinson so yeah he was 34 she was 16 but they were able to get married they said that they didn't do anything they didn't have any sexual relations until she was 18 that's what they claim and no one can like prove otherwise right but um I think she got emancipated or something like that from her parents. So she was able to get married at 16 Mm. and uh, they're, they're not together anymore. Um, But now she, now she talks shit about him. Like, Oh, he groomed me and he, you know, promised me this and this and this, but her, the videos and pictures that he's supposed to together, like she was obsessed with him. She was like, I love this man. He's going to be mine forever. And she was six. She was a child and he was almost 40. Like Jesus. that is so bizarre. Something is wrong with him yeah. more than her because what is she, it you, about you, you, you don't, I don't know, man. It's weird. What is it about like older famous people being obsessed with 16 year olds? Cause you hear about it every day. It's a new famous guy getting caught, you know, dating a, a six, I mean, an underdeveloped, even an 18 or 19 year old, just an underdeveloped, immature girl who you can't have like intellectual conversations with. So like, I think that's what it is though. They're, they don't, it's the kind of guys who don't want a woman to that's like to more, challenge them, can, can stimulate them and, and mentally. Yeah. Oh. And, or also maybe not to like argue with them because I think maybe a 16 year old is just going to like trust the older guy like yeah i'll do whatever you say what and whether and then if it's like an older woman who who's smart she'd be like don't treat me like that that's not that's not right i'm experienced i deserve a prince you're just a fuckhead and a 16 year old doesn't know that yet doesn't know i didn't know at 16 what i what i deserved and what i needed in a relationship oh 
That makes so guys. It's it's an ego thing. Guys Maybe, don't want their because it's a it's a toxic masculinity thing, which I can't believe I just said that word, but I think that's what hey, it is. Get <laughs> it, get boy. I'm officially woke, but I think yeah, I no, think yeah, <laughs> I think that's what it is. Is um, it's just men refusing to to be challenged and to to have their egos because like a a 16 year old girl or like an 18 year old girl a lot of the time compared to a 32 year old man is probably just going to be a a pet you know or he views her as just a pet as someone who he can control Mm -hmm. and who can who will do whatever he pleases and you know she just looks up to him it's like I don't know dating anybody who's young enough to be your daughter eh kind of weird <laughs> but yeah i agree it's it's all weird um speaking of new, it's funny that you actually brought that uh the chris delia story up because um i'm supposed to be the hollywood reporter and you actually knew the info the current info before i did because i hadn't checked any um celebrity news in the last couple hours so kudos to you you gain a point for knowing what's hot in the in the in the trends right now but i do want to talk about um, a video that I posted earlier today on TikTok that I literally posted just, a f- you know, a few hours back today and it's already at over a million views. That wow. means it's a good story. So wait, let's you talk posted, about Amazon. You, you got, wait, what? Oh yeah. What something happened with Amazon. Yeah. Something happened with Amazon and I wasn't even going to talk about it on TikTok. I thought, oh, this isn't a celebrity story, so I won't post it. And I did. And I'm so happy I did. Cause now that story is going to make me some money. <laughs> shout out to it's so it's so funny how uh, you make you make money off of like you're you're making money off of big stories i'm making money off of what's already true and out in the news like i'm just talking about it i'm not even coming up with this they're not even my original thoughts and ideas i'm just <laughs> creating the the visuals but um so for those that don't know amazon you know everyone that has amazon on their you know the app on their phone you you know what the logo looks like or looked like it's it said it was white and it said amazon in black letters right with the little arrow smiley arrow thing yeah. so they recently changed their logo to um it doesn't say the word amazon anymore it's just like that smiley face arrow and then there was like a blue um piece of tape as if it was like a tape on a package yeah. and the tape was just sort of in this in this shape of like um how do i describe the like shape an underline, it was just like like a curved underline like triangles oh no no well, that, that's the arrow that's the arrow that like i'm talking about the smile the arrow but then they added a little blue piece of tape and all these these gen x kids who find everything offensive said that that tape looked like hitler's mustache oh come and it, like, on really it, well now, now when i look at it i can't unsee it because now i see it but i wouldn't have seen it on my own like it, it clearly isn't yeah. actually what they meant by that so they changed it within like i think probably the same day or the next day and now the blue tape it just looks different so it's just a different shape instead of the hitler mustache um so how do you feel about the fact that Amazon changed their logo because a bunch of people Gen on Twitter Z. said that looks like Hitler's mustache. Look, I'm Jewish and I know you are and offend me because it's clearly not what they were trying to do. So I, I wish I wish like one of these companies would just lean into it. And even if like 
I wish Amazon would just say, you know what? We think Hitler's mustache is legendary. We don't agree with everything, but the guy was a great public speaker. Oh and if every, and we want to inspire people to be great public speakers like Hitler. So Dude, yes, they would lose this, all their money. <laughs> they would I never, just, dude, like they would be crazy. They they would never do that just because they are a corporation that wants money. And all, if all the Gen Zers, you know, stop using their service, that is a freaking lot of money and do you know what else happened with the gen z generation uh the, do you know about the dr seuss stuff um oh my god did dr seuss get canceled too yeah, well was, dr. was green, seuss, was green they, eggs and ham really just a sexual innuendo because he was a pervert putting <laughs> putting his well, eggs and ham into 16 year old girls oh also god. now i'm Christ. gonna think about that and i, <laughs> I don't want to because green eggs and ham was actually my favorite um but that one that one's fine apparently six of his books got pulled like they're not going to publish them anymore because they have racist themes and i actually never really realized that they his books were racist just like growing up as a kid you just read them and they're funny and they're fun um but i just like saw some of the quotes from some of those books that they are pulling back and i'm actually shocked because it they are they actually are pretty racist but really um yeah there's some stuff there about uh there's a book that talks about like orientals and it says like their eyes are slanted and um and that they come from countries that we can't figure out how to spell and wow. yeah that was all in dr seuss books so and uh, amongst other things but what i don't agree with is having to pull them from like so no one can ever see them again because right i think you that's can't history just and yeah you can't yeah. erase that's like saying that's like erasing the fact that slavery ever happened and stop, and we need to stop teaching it, you know, like, yeah. And that's that not racism right. That, that's not right. Totally. Racism was so apparent. Racism was normalized back in the day. I mean, just the way people talked, um, not saying that it's, it's okay, but man, that's so, uh, I can't believe Dr. Seuss was a fucking racist, man. Yeah, he was. He, I thought he, actually, he was one like, of the good ones. A, I know, I know. There's a lot of stuff in there. He also would draw um, any kind of Jewish characters with like money, like lots of money and like being greedy and stuff. So he actually did a lot of things or wrote a lot of things in kids books that a kid wouldn't get that. Like a kid wouldn't understand, but the parent probably would. And like I said, I don't think that they need to be like erased from life. I think that there needs to be a lesson. Like, look, that's not, you know, that's not okay that, we can't talk like that now because we've learned, but just, yeah, everything's just, you can't. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't be, you just can't be, uh, you just can't be outwardly racist anymore. There is this one, um, once have you, have you ever like encountered a racist before who like you didn't, who was your friend and you didn't know he was a yeah, racist? Yeah. A hundred percent. I actually don't talk to him anymore and it's not even that's not like that wasn't even the main reason it should have been enough but um yeah he he's he's not in he's not my friend anymore and i'm glad to have that um out of my life but he was actually always so racist what he did was he would say it in really funny ways like a comedian and so oh, there were times where he would say something really funny and we it was just like i would laugh because the the way that he the said it was funny yeah right like it was actually like you know in a joking way but then but then there were times where he would say it and it it didn't feel like a joke anymore and then i would go wait a second that was that one wasn't really that funny that one was kind of mean right so then i started thinking about it and i was like i don't really want to be associated with someone who 
who feels that way. And then people are going to wonder if I'm like that, if I'm friends with him. So it's just better that he's not around me anymore. Yeah. And um, the thing with racist people is that they can change and you want them to change. And it's not like if someone um, was saying a lot of racist stuff at age 21 that, you know, if he, if he grows and he learns how messed up he was being and he apologized, he owns up to it. It's not like we can't accept that person yeah, back definitely. in, but the sad, the harsh reality is like a lot of those people just stay racist. They just start becoming closeted racist. Like I actually, mm. there was this kid um, who I was friends with in high school and it's just, it's so, it's like honestly crazy to think that like we were all friends with like the racist kids. <laughs> like there were a lot of racist kids growing up that like, we were just like, Oh, he's racist, but he's still, we're still friends with them, you know? And, and like looking back on it, it's like, wow, what, what was I doing? hanging out with these kids because a lot of kids um from sonoma were just hardcore like they wouldn't even hide it they were like i i hate everyone except for white people you know growing up um and uh one kid in particular this is this is like pretty this is bad but he he had a myspace page um i don't he, he had a he had a song on his myspace page which was one of the most it was just, just a very racist song and it said i hate beaners wait did he make the song he or it was a, he song, made a song that he found he made a song oh, called God. i hate beaners which uh was wow. just, just insane um and then the guy <laughs> yeah it's just people and then the guy messages me on snapchat um recently and i'm like dude remember when you made that song that was pretty fucked up think like expecting him to be like yeah i don't know what i was thinking back then don't tell anyone like that yeah. was just mm -hmm. a joke i i'm not that person anymore that's what i expected him to say but then he responds mm -hmm. by saying you can't tell anyone i said that i'm a, I'm a closeted white supremacist now and i'm like what you're no, closeted white that's that. what, that's what he said so i just didn't respond i'm like i'm just not gonna ever talk to this guy again i'm not gonna go wow, the route the fact that he even decided to the fact that he okay let me put it but this i don't way. know the if he was he told you i don't know if he was not closeted yeah true he's i i don't know if <laughs> I, I just don't know which makes me think like every person in sonoma county or just like every person i see with a big truck with an american flag is probably a white. I mean, this is very judgmental to say, but if, chances are they're a white supremacist because a lot of those people, when you have conversations with them, their racism does come out. Um, I mean, if, if mm -hmm. anybody out there is listening and you're a guy who has a huge white truck and you have the American flag uh, <laughs> off the white truck and you are not racist and you believe in e equality and equal rights for all, then I'd love to talk to you. But I, I really think <laughs> all of you, that just means you hate black people, but I'm ignorant. I'm ignorant and I don't know shit, but I really think that a white truck with an American flag means that you hate black people because <laughs> the people that I've talked to who have those have shown their racism and I'm not trying to be a social justice warrior here. And I might get canceled for even saying this. And Jackie, I'm sorry, this might be our last podcast, but I'm just, <laughs> it's its just, you guys, you're not hiding anything with those fucking American flags. American flags used to be 
really patriotic now it just kind of stands for something different i feel like am i wrong what do you think yeah which is no you're you're right it it's sad that that's like the case that if you see someone with an american flag showing that you know they love the country that that probably means that they're like backwards thinking and most likely a, a bit racist but yeah that sucks that it has to be that way it sucks that like america can't just be where one where a place where everybody feels like they can be themselves and then we can all wave our American flags together and be proud to be American. But like a lot of what's going on in the world makes us not proud, you know? So I, I do agree with you that most of the time, I think that you're probably right on the, the trucks with the flags. I've experienced it myself and I've seen they, and then they come out with the can of monster, you know, Oh that's my just, God! The that's can just what of it is. monster. I'm not saying monsters. I'm not saying monsters racist. <laughs> they might be. They might not be. I really. I don't know. Actually, oh the background God. monster. But I've drank a couple in my lifetime, and they're pretty good. So you I drank don't know a about monster, that. and all of a sudden you were dropping n bombs. No, oh I mean it's it's no, it's so true. It's like the the white supremacist starter kit. It's a it's a lifted white truck. It's an American flag. It's a can of monster, and what else? It's it's leather boots. What's what's the what's the last thing in the racist starter kit? The white supremacist leather starter boots. Kit. That's so I don't even leather. I think of actually like. Those um, like construction boots, like those oh, almost yeah. like those Timbaland type boots. That's what I see, but it, it yeah. can be anything, right? Because you it's know you boots. can't really. Yeah, that's true. Racists don't wear racists only wear shoes that could kill you if they kick you with them. <laughs> um, that's that's really it. Um, hey, have you have you used the app Clubhouse, Jackie? Yeah, yeah, I'm on Clubhouse. I haven't used pretend um i've really only like with it a couple of times just because i'm so i hate to say it again and brag again but i'm so obsessed with talk because you know of the, the the whole i'm uh, making money there that i almost don't devote any other uh, any of my attention to any other apps and i want to get more into clubhouse because i know there's some really like pretty cool things popping off on there so you just yeah. reminded me to maybe devote devote a little bit of time to that tomorrow. i mean Talk about an app that takes time. I did Clubhouse for the first time. I was like, okay, so for people who don't know, Clubhouse is like an app where there's different rooms that you could hop into and be a speaker, and then you could all like talk. And and it's a room. It'll be a room like, uh, you know, crazy dating stories, and then somebody will start it. There might be 80 people in the room, and then if you wave your hand, you could be a speaker, and then there's 30 speakers, 50 people just listening, and out of the 30 speakers, you have to wait your turn to talk. So I was in a room the other night, which was exactly what I said. It was crazy dating stories, and there were like 90 people in there, and I was like, I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk in this room, and then it took like an hour for them to get to me, and then I, I finally talked, which was fun. But I'm like, dude, this is just too, you know, with like you said, with TikTok, I love TikTok and other apps because it's like I have a thought. I have an idea. I don't have to wait for I don't have to wait on 20 other people who are just boring and use big words. And it's just they're cop and car. car they're all <laughs> carbon copies of each other. A lot of these people on Clubhouse, they're just they say these big social justice warrior buzzwords like toxic masculinity and projecting. That's all where shit. you learned that on Clubhouse? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I fucking used his Clubhouse one time and now he's saying the word toxic masculinity in sentences. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, no. And But that's what I love about TikTok. Just like any other social media app is like you don't have to. It's not as collaborative. You just have what you want to say and then you you don't have to wait for 20 people to 
to like to to give your spiel um but what's cool about clubhouse is how interactive it is like people are really meeting there's or there's already been a baby that was uh conceived because of people who met on clubhouse oh my yeah, Wait, already yeah there there's already been uh, a man who cheated on his his wife with a girl <laughs> that he was in a room with in clubhouse like there is a lot of clubhouse is the new dating app i'm telling you because there are rooms on clubhouse that say like this is the shoot your shot room so like somebody will talk like it'll be like this is ethan and i want to shoot my shot at um at daisha daisha what's up daisha i'm ethan and then you just have 20 seconds to sell yourself to this random girl in the room and then daisha will be like and then daisha will say Ethan, I like that. My DMs are open. This is my Instagram. And then you might get a date out of it. So like, there's a lot of cool dating. There's a lot of cool, fun stuff happening, but it's just takes a lot, takes a lot of time. I'm not going to lie. And it's audio only, right? So you can look, you can look all, all scraggly if you want to, and still, and still potentially get a date on clubhouse because there's no video option. It's all, it's basically like voice noting each other. Right. Um, Which is, I think maybe, Maybe Clubhouse is good for people that don't have a lot to say, but really want to listen and learn and don't care about like their turn. Maybe that's why it would be frustrating for someone like you and I, because (laughs) we're personalities and we, we like to talk. Right. So maybe maybe it's better for people who want to learn. I, I know there's rooms. Um, I haven't joined them yet, but they're like TikTok creator mark marketplace rooms or not sorry not marketplace uh marketing like how to make yourself even bigger on tiktok and there's all these rooms where you can just listen to people who yeah. like really made it an advice and i'm like okay maybe i'd use it for that right but i think if you're really trying to like uh i know people do comedy on there sometimes and so yeah. i think if you're trying it's your turn to, to say something funny then it could be really frustrating to have to wait forever and then you say something and maybe nobody likes it and it's like oh man i just waited like two hours to say that one joke and nobody even likes right. me anymore so totally <laughs> yeah there's that and then um there's like music there's like open mic music like all right we're because like like there's a room moderator and then it's like okay you each have you know an, a minute to to play a song to play one of your songs cool. and then yeah and like then that. we'll give feedback um there's a lot of uh <laughs> i was in a room with my friend i think last night it was hilarious because the room was called what should we what do we want to normalize and then these people just take <laughs> so long to get to their points they're saying they say hi my name is my name is ethan i am a casting associate producer also i'm a musician you could check me out on youtube blah and they just plug themselves and then like by the time they talk about what they want to normalize you already dozed off because they were just talking about all of their credits and then they don't even get to the point so then my friend it's my friend's turn to talk and he's like I want to normalize keeping it brief when you say you're going to keep it brief. I didn't listen to anything anybody said because you guys just went off tangent. <laughs> he just shit on everyone in the room. It was hilarious. So um, it's it's <laughs> it's definitely an interesting group of people. It's mainly people in L.A. I notice it's just L.A. and New York right now, like people in big cities with like big dreams are on Clubhouse. You're not you're not getting like middle America people um, on Clubhouse trying to talk about how to build a brand. You know, it's it's definitely. the And then there's, you know, some San Francisco people. But um, yes, you know, a lot of big words being used in these rooms. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sounds fun. I'm going to have to check it out. You really enticed me to get on that app ASAP. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what, Jackie? You're not the only one in this podcast who makes money on TikTok. Your boy got accepted to the TikTok Creator Fund. And so far, I have made $49.56, which, you know, it's laughable compared to you, but this isn't a race. It's a marathon. And just the fact that I could get some side wait, money. Wait, that's amazing. Wait, wait. You... Uh, that's Jack. really cool. Congratulate. Wait, you did. You said you got you. You cut out a little bit. Can you hear uh-huh. me? Yeah, I could hear you. What's up? OK, you, you cut out a little bit before. So I heard you say that you I think what I heard you say was that you made 40 something bucks on on the TikTok creator on the TikTok creator fund. Is that right? Yeah. Forty nine dollars and fifty six cents I've made on the on the TikTok creator fund so far. I had a few videos go viral in the last uh, last couple of weeks and they're making me money. So now I'm um I mean, it's, it's, it's fun, you know, it's fun Honestly, to that's think really, that's awesome. Cause it doesn't even matter how little or much you make in the beginning, because now the point is, you know, that it's possible. So like, right. you just got to keep putting stuff out there and anytime something goes viral, just like, even if it's like once a month, I mean, that's just, that's just some more money in your bank account, you know, totally it doesn't hurt. Totally. Like, um, yeah, like the the one like I don't know if you saw this video. I made I went on a rant about how cold brew should be illegal because it's more effective than cocaine. I which did. I, I oh yeah 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 I saw that. Yeah, which I stand by. Like the way I feel in the morning when I drink a cold brew is like I feel like it's one a.m. and I'm at a party in the Hollywood Hills with D-list actors doing insane doing an insane amount of blow. It's the same. Like I'm just I turn <laughs> I transform into this overly energetic, talkative person who's like you know, who's like texting people that I have no business texting saying, Hey, I love you. You're, I just want to let you know that you're going to have a great day today. And it's not me. It's the cold brew. And I'm, so my whole argument is it should be like, it shouldn't be legal for me to just drink something and have my brain, you know what I'm saying? Go that way. So, uh, do you drink coffee in the morning? Are you a big, uh, cold brew drinker? Um, I do like cold brew, but I've, I've learned what I can and cannot have in terms of cold brew. So if it says the word nitro cold brew, that is an absolute no, no, because I almost shat myself when I had a nitro. <laughs> um, I, I was at a nail salon one day and I had got my first nitro cold brew from Starbucks. Um, and it just, a, uh, sorry, a tall. So it was just one of the small ones. And I was sitting there getting my nails done and I was about halfway through my drink and the nail lady was like, ma'am, your hands are shaking. It's really hard for me to do your nails. And I was oh like, I'm God. so sorry. I, I think it's from this cold brew. And then I try to keep my hands still. And I said, you know what? I kind of feel sick. So she gave me water and now I'm chugging water. I threw away the rest of the cold brew. So I didn't even finish the thing. And then for the next five or six hours at home, I felt like I wanted to vomit my guts out. It was Holy absolutely shit. horrible. But a regular cold brew with some milk um, I can do a re- just if I see the word nitro, I avoid it like the plague. That's like double, that's like double cold brew. So don't drink nitro. I mean, the, well, the, it's funny you say that because I guess different coffee affects different people differently. There's a yeah, lot of totally. difference in that sentence, and I apologize. <laughs> but um, the uh, everybody um, when if- when when I went viral on TikTok which uh, I just wanted to throw that out there that I went viral on TikTok. <laughs> P- the people commenting were like, dude, if you think regular cold brew is good, you got to try nitro cold brew. That shit will really fuck you up. Like nitro oh, cold wow. brew. 
but shh, don't tell like they're acting like it's a secret like don't tell anyone but this is between you and i you gotta get the nitro dude Thank wait you just have the regular one and that makes does that make you feel really crazy yeah the regular one but i get a venti and i get it black so it's like 20 oh, ounces Jesus. oh and i chug that shit like before that i that is basically even... like nitro because it's so much of it like totally totally i just yeah oh, i get man. the regular and then um but then I got nitro the day after and nitro didn't affect me at all. So I think, of, I think of venti because nitro only comes in one size. So I think the venti cold brew, the fact that it's 20 ounces, um, I mean, holy shit. And those, uh, a cool thing, the coolest thing about going viral on with that TikTok video where I ranted about cold brew wasn't that it made me $30, which was pretty cool. The coolest <laughs> thing about it is that I go to the same Starbucks every single morning and I see I've been, for the past year i've been seeing the same people and we we chop it up we talk you know those are like my there's like my only friends right now um <laughs> in north hollywood is ever since i went sober it's just the starbucks employees and the, it was so cool because one day driving through when i was driving through they were like oh my god ethan we you 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 came up on all of our tiktok pages you're you like oh, you you cool. popped up on our for you page your cold brew went. we were like oh my god we had a part of that video and, I, and that was a pretty cool full circle moment to to like i don't even have any of their numbers they don't follow me on social media but a video where i talked about cocaine and cold brew just popped up on their phones which makes me realize damn this that video could have popped up on all my ex's uh, TikToks. And that's the biggest flex ever is just to when your yeah. ex is when your ex is trying to get rid of you and then she you just pop up on her for you page. I mean, that is a that's a great gold. moment. <laughs> that is gold. Also, there's a I think there's an even more exciting thing that happened to you with that with that TikTok was Jason Derulo's girlfriend wrote a comment on it. Yeah, uh, Jason Derulo's girlfriend, Jenna, J-E-N-A, commented on my TikTok, which means I can pretty much quit my job now. It means that I, I'm pretty You're much more. I'm, yeah, it basically means that she's cheating on Jason Derulo with a TikTok <laughs> influencer. Um, but, but yeah, like, then I did a video dedicated to her, hoping that she would see it. And then she just ignored me. And I'm like, you can't trust anyone. Nobody's loyal anymore. Like, I thought commenting on someone's TikTok means that you're going to ride or die for that person. Then I'm trying to follow <laughs> her, trying to, like, develop a relationship. And apparently just because someone commented on your page, it, it means that they uh, doesn't mean that they want to bang you, which is, I think, rude. Anyways, um, Jackie, you there? I think we're having some connection issues, but it's all good. I oh, just I'm here uh, now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You cut out for a little bit there, but it's all good. I think I heard like most of it. I just didn't know when you stopped talking. <laughs> <laughs> Never. But um, yeah. And then uh, I'm, I'm trying to think about. Yeah. I mean, what? So what else has been going on in your life? I feel like I've been doing most of the talking. How has your mental health been this last week? That's what's really important, right? You know what? Things are, yeah, things are good in that area because I, like I told you, I went on that Vegas trip just a, a few days ago and I was with two friends who I've known my whole life, like since I was a teenager. So it's nice to be with, you know, a, a group of people, you know, really well, mm -hmm. but also the good thing about them in particular is that they're, they're very into like the spiritual stuff. They're into the spiritual world and like, 
yeah, just kind of like finding yourself in a sense. And so it's right. nice for me to be around people like that because I'm on this journey. Mm. Oh, I sound like such a hippie right now. I'm on this journey <laughs> to find myself and like be, just be happy with everything and not let little things affect me right. um, and not get emotional over stuff. Cause I'm a very, very emotional person. And so I'm trying to center myself so that I don't constantly have these overwhelming emotions, whether they're really happy or sad or anxious or scared. And um, I have been reading a book called The Untethered Soul. For anyone listening, I know this is towards the end of the podcast. So for anyone still listening, who's really wants to like figure out how to um, just live a really like clear and centered life and not get upset about things. The Untethered Soul is so far my favorite book I've ever read in my life. Mm. And I, and I already know that I'm going to read it again and again and again and again throughout my life, like 100%. Wow. And I recommend it for you and I recommend, recommend it for every single person on this planet, honestly. The, the Untethered Soul. Yeah, it's I mean. not like a novel or anything. It's not a story about anything. It's, um, it's teaching you how to look at your own thoughts and feelings and how to like release them and, and, and not hold them inside of you and not like constantly worry about things or think, Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Oh, that was dumb. Like it teaches you how to not be that way. And it's to not be anxious and stuff and, or depressed. And it's really, it's really informative. And it, I'm practicing all these things that I'm learning every single day. And I feel like I'm, I'm a better person. Like I'm becoming a better version of myself. That sounds awesome. I, uh, I, I don't read books, but I will read the spark notes on it and I will, you can, uh, read, you can have the audio book. You can listen to it <laughs> if you want to listen to it. Cause it's on everything nowadays is uh, an audio book too, isn't it? <laughs> Man, are you giving me homework, Jackie Hollywood? What are you doing? Telling me to read. Your no, life does. will change. You will. It's hard. It's hard Did to tell people it? like what they should and shouldn't do. It's like you, this is good for you. You should do it. But if you ever decide that you're ready to go down this this journey, then you just start with that book. It doesn't have to be tomorrow. It doesn't have to be the next year, but just remember that that book exists and it's, and it's ready for you to read it. <laughs> I sound like such a guru. Oh, I'm like, a, I might as well just become a Buddhist monk because I'm like learning how to, um, I'm learning how to look at the world the way that they do. So it's actually pretty cool. The way that, the way that uh, Buddhist look at the world kind of, yeah kind of like just because i think that buddhism out of all the like i'm not a religious person at all i don't yeah. do anything religion but i think that uh buddhism out of all the religions to me makes the most sense only yeah. because they they just are like at peace with themselves right now it's all about in the moment you know totally um, just be happy with right now don't think about the past and don't worry about the future and that's kind of I, if i'm if i'm wrong about that in buddhism and someone wants to correct me please do but that's what i think it is all about and i'm like super into that right now so that's, that's awesome. me that's where i'm at i'm like so, i'm so, <laughs> yeah i'm just becoming a different person in, no, a, in a good way I <laughs> yes i mean the, the spirituality movement has really blown up and it's for good reason all spirituality means, I mean, people, there's a stigma about spirituality. Oh, they're hippies. Oh, these people are fucking vegan. They think they're better. No, spirituality means you're just, it's really just like getting to know yourself and like observing yeah. your feelings and not becoming your emotions, but like observing your emotions you and go. letting, letting them pass. Because I think the, like anxiety is, I think anxiety, everyone gets anxiety. Like, and I've recently, I've been struggling hardcore with anxiety where like it, 
um, you know, I feel anxious for two hours at a time to the point where I can't even move. I can't even leave my bed. I'm just like, I just feel anxious over the littlest shit over, you know, the relationships I have with my life in my life. Was it stupid to send this like one text message I send to a girl? I'll be anxious for three hours killing kicking myself saying I shouldn't have sent that text to her and as a sober and alcohol I realized now that you're sober you realized why you why you drank the reason I was drinking was because was to cure my anxiety and to not have those thoughts the 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 having like the looming in my brain of oh I shouldn't have said that to that person oh I uh like literally things from eight years ago that I did are just popping up in my brain and then they'll just bring me down for three hours. So I just need to do a better job of like letting them come into my brain, but then kicking them the fuck out of my brain instead of just letting them linger because these thoughts linger and then they eat me alive. And uh, now it just became a therapy session and I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I love it. And I feel like everything you're saying, I feel like you, you, your you saying those things means you're ready to read the untethered soul. <laughs> oh come on <laughs> the untethered so yeah i'm gonna you're, let's you've do graduated this. no the fact that you can um recognize that that you feel that way and that it's like bothering you and it's eating up time in your life you could you could have spent those hours doing something productive but you were riddled with anxiety and you couldn't do anything i've had that before so many times and um it's all about just shifting your mentality so we can mm. leave it on that note because this is going to get really deep and yeah I'm all, I'm all down to just do a spiritual podcast Let's one episode it. of just talking about this it's like really it's really important for for people to know that they're not alone because me and you both have our own issues, right? So yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. And I go back and forth. The last thing before we leave, I go back and forth with like, because a lot of people, what's what's been normalized is people talking about mental health and their their issues on social media, whether it be depression, anxiety, their bipolar disorder, everyone's talking about it on social media, which part of me is like, this is a positive thing. But then part of me is like, why are you pushing your issues on me? Get a therapist. I don't want to, don't dump all your baggage. I'm just a stranger on the internet. I don't want to fucking read about your depression, but it's probably for the best. But I think it's just the asshole side of me is like, don't fucking, you know, talk to your parents about <laughs> this. Talk to your, why are you saying this on the internet? So I go back and forth with it, but, um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, man. No, it's, it's all there's, we could literally sit here for five hours and talk about, and talk about this because there's so much to be said and I'm learning something new about it every day. So yeah, let's, um, let's talk about it some more next time. Hopefully we're not putting people sleep because it, you know, it, it can be hard for people to listen to if they're not into or they um, they're not ready for it yet. They might be like snooze fast, but I think for people that are ready to, to it's going to be an interesting topic. Sound I like mean, Tony Robbins now. Every, like, Come on, everybody, let's do this. Unless you're a sociopath, every single person struggles <laughs> with like levels of anxiety and depression. I truly believe, and everyone gets yeah, sad. Yeah, I think so. Um, and it's weird yeah. how like you tell people that you're sad and they think it's weird. Like you tell people that you get sad and they're like, Oh my God. Like, dude, like they look at you like you're a crazy person because you say that you're sad. Being sad is I get sad every single day of my life for a little bit. 
Sometimes it's longer than others, but being sad is like part of being human, but people just want to, and that's why I think people drink alcohol and smoke cigarettes and, you know, and, and yeah. that's why, that's why I think people um, become addicts is just because they don't want to feel sad. I don't know though. No, that's, I that's, I think, I think part of that is true. I think when, when people are addicted to anything, it's because they're trying to escape from something that they don't like. So I think you're right on a, on a level there. So <laughs> All right, it's well, good that you're, it's good that you're sober now. I love it. Um, keep it up. I'm, I'm proud you. of you. Thank you. Jackie. And yeah, yeah. I'm always, I'll always be here. If you feel like you need a drink, I'm going to be like, don't do hey, Thank you. Thank you. It's been, it's been hard. It's been the, one of the hardest things of my life, but uh, also one of the most amazing things of my life is, is sobriety. I, my energy levels, I'm excited. I'm just excited every day because every day it's a new journey when you're, when you're sober, there's highs, high highs and low lows, but um, the, the best part about it is that you're, you know, you're, you're getting to know your, you're, you're getting to know the real you. So that's what I've been doing. So um, this has been, this has been fun next week. We need to get, uh, we're going to get Megan, uh, Megan on, right. That's sorry. Did I butcher her name? Yeah, no, no, that's right. No, I'll hit her up and see if she's free on Sunday and we'll, we'll see what happens, but definitely eventually we'll have, um, we'll have more and more interesting guests and, it was fun. Uh, we'll be back on Sunday as usual. Thanks everyone for listening. Follow us on our TikToks at it's Jackie Hollywood and at eMoney Does It. Thank you very much. I will see you guys <laughs> soon. Peace out. Bye.